Hey there, welcome to Lens of Faith. I was on the other side of the mic recently as I sat down with Crystal McCorkle and had an amazing Jesus chat. I pray this word blesses you. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? So your podcast, Lens yes. of Faith. Yes. I love that name. Oh, thank you. Lens of Faith podcast. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing your podcast? Well, it's actually a blog, Lens of Faith blog. Um, God told me to start blogging in 2016. Okay. And I told him, you know, like... No, not no, but you know, like I didn't really want to because I said, who's going to, you know, read another blog out there? There's so many blogs out there and God told me, do it. I'll speak through you. And so I was obedient and I just started blogging every week and it wasn't my own opinion or, you know, it didn't really come for any, you know, it didn't come for me internally. It all came from the Holy Spirit, whatever he wanted me to write about. So, you know, the same was with my blog, you know, my podcast now. It's just whatever he wants me to say or write. Sometimes I don't want to, I'm like, I don't want to really share that. And he's like, do it. You know, so I'm just, I just, you know, he's changed my topic before. He's changed my subject, you know. So it's really just whatever the Holy Spirit wants me to, to write, I write. And so since 2016, he named it Lens of Faith. I'm a wedding and family photographer. So it kind of goes with who I am as a photographer, you know, the lens, but just having the lens of faith as far as, you know, seeing things the way that God sees things and not in my own human, you know, view or nature or our own, you know, logical lens, right? So um, he named it Lens of Faith. And uh, for four years, I was faithful, you know, blogging every single week, even sometimes when I wasn't really feeling spiritual or, you know, inspirational or something, you know, I just didn't want to blog that week. Mm -hmm. He would always come through, even if it was like the 11th hour, like he would always come through with a message that he would want me to, um, to write about. And so I started out with the Lens of Faith blog. And then in March, right before COVID happened, he was telling me to start podcasting. But what's interesting is just a little while before he told me to start podcasting, maybe a few months, I was speaking at a faith in, you know, women in faith and business, um, event that was happening. And I was the moderator and one of the speakers and I, um, interviewed a few women. And then I also was interviewed. It was just kind of a panel. And when I was done, women, I didn't even know came up to me afterwards and they say, and they asked me, they said, do you podcast? And I was like, no, (laughs) they're like, you should podcast. Like you have such a strong authoritative voice. Like you have a lot to say. It's very powerful. Like you should podcast. And I laughed about it just like the blog, you know, I said, ah, who's going to listen to another podcast? podcast out there and uh, but that's something that the Holy Spirit was kind of helping me to process and and then I went to California to visit family so my sister was getting married so it wasn't something that took off right away yes but it was something that was planted in me back in October and so at the beginning of um, January February right before COVID God started to really put it on my heart like I needed to start this podcast but you know anytime you start something you've never done before there's always this fear or this hesitation right so I'm like what I used to not like my voice recorded you know Mm -hmm. I used to work at a radio station and they would tell me I had the perfect radio voice and they would want me to come into the studio and do voiceovers and like commercials. And I said, no, I hate my voice, you know, and, but they would tell me like, you have the perfect radio voice. So I think God has always given me this voice to kind of speak and, you know, for his kingdom. Right. And so, um, yeah. And so I got over that, like how my voice sounded, you know, and everything, what would I say? It was just a whole new venture. So it was just a little scary kind of you know, step of faith to, to start it, but I knew it was him. He was telling me to start it. And, um, I just started. So at the beginning of March is when I first started it. That's awesome. Yeah. Now today. Yeah. What did, what was the topic on today? So yeah. So today I just finished, um, 
the episode for, um, I do it every two weeks now. I used to do it every week, so I do it every two weeks now. And it's um, our only hope. And, and, and I'm talking about everything in this aftermath of the election, you know, millions of Americans that you can just feel the fear and you can feel the disappointment that things didn't turn out maybe the way that they hoped. I mean, I'm sure there's some believers that, you know, things aren't maybe the way they've hoped or whatever, but, you know, I can just feel it in the atmosphere and I can feel like fear and maybe yes. disappointment on people. Yes. And, um, I remember before January um, 20th, when everything was kind of settled in the White House and everything, I would get an onslaught of, you know, uh, text messages with videos, and they they wouldn't be like five ten minutes, you know, they'd be like an hour long videos. People would send me with you know prophets or you know the next you know big scoop or yeah. you know leaders or you know the government and what they found and something mm -hmm. came to light and you know I had to watch it and stuff. And it would just be an onslaught. I would get like tons of these like YouTube videos or articles I needed to read, things like that, and it was overwhelming. But I never got anyone sending me any scripture verse. Mm -hmm. I never got anyone sending me anything that they heard from God themselves. Like right. there was no heart revelation. There was no intimacy. It was all these, what other people were saying, yes. what other people were saying. Yes. And after just, uh, you know, weeks of this, just getting almost to the point where I had to tell people, I just don't want to watch anymore, you know, cause it was affecting my spirit, you know, mm -hmm. and these could be good people, but you know, it's not God's voice. It's yeah. not just a one-on-one -on -one with him, you know? Yeah. And I just really felt like he was telling me that, you know, my people don't know my voice. You know, mm -hmm. they've become too familiar with man's voice, so much so they don't know my voice, yes. you know. And he reminded me of a message that I actually blogged about years ago, um, Cut Out the Middleman. Yes. And I actually did a podcast on it um, a few months ago. Mm -hmm. But he brings that up a lot to me, you know, in certain times he'll bring it up. And he brought it up again. He said, they need to cut out the middleman. Like, you know, they need to cut out the, the noise, you know, turn off the noise and cut out the noise and just spend time with me in the quiet. Turn off your phone, you know, yes, and just yes. spend time with me. Yes. And because what I have to say is fresh and new it's, and, it's, mm, and it's okay. for you and your soul. Yes. You know, it's it's not for, you know, the masses. You know? Right. And, and that, I love that what you just said, because it's it might not be for the masses. Right. And a lot of times when God is saying things to us and we're, mm -hmm. we come aside with him, yeah. we think it's for everyone to right. know. And we have to share right. um, everything that God has given us in the quiet place. Yeah. You know, and it's just for you and him. Right. You know, it's just like, you know, a husband wants to spend time with his right. wife. He doesn't and, want the best friend in the room all the time. Right, and the girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> and all the girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then, you know, then the wife goes back to the girlfriends. Yeah. Oh, yes. And we and just, sometimes the husband says, that was for you and myself. Right. And God is the same way. Right, exactly. And, um, and last year was something else. Right. Okay. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And so... And I feel that it was a time God is just saying, and he's, what he's doing right now, he is saying, um, for me, I'm yeah. going to say that for me, individually, yeah. is to come aside. Yeah. And don't, you know how sometimes we, we, we start out during the day, you know, mm -hmm. some people might pray in the morning or pray noonday, afternoon, whatever they do. Right. We are not to, God is dealing with me not to um, surround um, myself to surround myself with prayer, mm. a continuous fellowship with him. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we're tr people try to put prayer into their schedule and try to cram it in. Right. God is saying, that's over. 
Yeah. You know? Well, they try to cram God into their it's, schedule in general. Yes, in general. Just cramming <laughs> yeah. his time in. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, let me hit the top. 15 oh, minutes let me, of let me know, just chat. Get that, oh, let me just yeah. get that in. Yeah. But he's just saying, you know, have, have that life of a prayer life. Right. A solid prayer life where right. it's a life of prayer. Right. It's something that we do when we breathe. Right. And how can we do that? We're in an attitude of prayer all day, right. all day. And right. how can that happen if you're working in an office, you're working in places, right. and we just have to just, he said, the, you know, if we keep our mind on him, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if our minds are on him, then he's going to keep us. And, you know, if we keep, uh, you know, him on our mind, first place, he's going to keep us in right. perfect peace. Right. But as soon as we start to veer off right. and things like that, and that's when a lot of, uh, friction and um, conflict and things come in. Right. But when you said that, I think it's very powerful. There's so many voices. Right. I mean, we have social media today. Right. There's so much stuff now. You can right. just turn your, you go on YouTube, go on Facebook. Someone's right. saying something. Right. Someone is, we're even saying something. <laughs> yeah. I know. I joke around. I joke around on the podcast. I said, cut out the middleman. I said, you know, I'm the middleman. <laughs> you can cut me out. You know, like, yeah. I'm not saying like, you know, it's nice to be listened to, you know, and yes. I think like it's edifying and encouraging yes. when we hear like, you know, an awesome pastor or leader, yes. or we read a book or we, you know, yes, worship, right. things like that. We, you know, but there comes a point in our time and especially when God wants to grow us in maturity that, you know, it's very easy to hit play on YouTube. It's very easy to hit play on iTunes. It's very easy to, you know, open up a book and read, right? <laughs> yes. That's, you know, they got downloaded and something from God. They had to spend time in their secret place and get downloaded from God. But we're just reaping the benefits of someone else's time with God. Mm. Do you understand? Yes, but yes. God wants to speak to us personally. Yes. What he's telling all these other people, he's not telling Crystal. Right. He's not telling Leah. He, yes. he has something just for me. He has something just for you that's personal to our situation and our life that these other people that are speaking to the masses, they're not going to, I mean, sometimes they do like, you're like, wow, that was for me, but it's not for me personally. Yes. Right. And so cutting out the middleman is very necessary. And the middleman can be a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. they can be an anointed pastor. They can be a leader. They can be a godly person that God has called to, to speak to us. Right. And I'm not saying that, but you have to have discernment in this time. I mean, I speak about discernment more now than I ever have in my life, which is everything, the way that our world's turning. Yes. Um, and just knowing what's right and wrong, what's to make a right or a left, to turn something off, to turn it on. Yes. You know, sometimes God will lead you to hear, listen to something. And then there's other times you just have to know when to say, that's enough. That's enough. Yes. He wants me by himself yes. now. He wants me. And I have to, because I get easily distracted. I can't have my phone on when I'm having time with Jesus. Like I have to put it on silent. I put it in the other room just to really get away from me, you know, and, and I just make sure there's just no noise, like, um, because of, it, you know, too much noise can kind of pull me, you know, and so you have to fight for that time. The enemy is not going to make it easy for you to have quiet time. You know, he starts reminding you of all these things, tasks you need to do, things that can wait, oh, big but time. Yes. He, make, he makes it look like it's, you know, urgent sometimes that you stop everything and send an email or something, you know, like you have to really fight for your time. Um, another way that God kind of showed me that was, um, you know, people will get on Netflix and they'll go watch a movie and they'll watch like a binge watch a series or something that's not even edifying. They don't even really like the show, you know, but they're just caught up, you know, they're like, we have to see how it ends, you know, and they'll, you know, get sucked in and stay up till how late, you know, watching like these Netflix, like, or any movie, you know, just like four hours and not even think twice, never get distracted. 
Never get distracted. You can just sit on the couch and do it. Right. But you sit down with your Bible within 15 minutes, you get antsy and you want to get up. Or doze off to sleep. Right, right. And so that, I really believe that's a tactic from the enemy. Oh, yes. You know, he's like, oh, I don't care if you're just sitting there lazy watching, you know, Lord of the Rings. You know, it's like, you know, but, you know, oh, you're going to open your Bible? Uh-oh. Why are you exhausted Uh-oh. all of a sudden? Why are you, yes. you know, I'm fidgety, saying, fidgety, fidgety, right? Yes. So it's definitely a, it's a spiritual. Like we know, we fight with you know, it's not flesh and blood; it's a principality. So we know that there's an ongoing spiritual battle that we have to keep our armor on, and we have to be ready to fight at all given times. It's not when a big thing happens; just it's daily. Yes, it's daily because we have to fight for our time. Amen. Yeah, cutting out the middleman. Twenty twenty one. So he really wants us as believers to cut out the middleman. Yes, that is so important. And and like you said, there's nothing wrong with the middleman. Right. But if it's too much of that, right. we have to come aside. And right. one of the things that you were saying was talking about how, um, you know, you get once you crack the Bible open and you want to read it and you want to try to study and mm-hmm. how these things start coming to mind. Um, I think that fasting is also a good thing to do. Yeah. To um, uh, to kind of you know, break some of that a, a little bit. I remember um, going on a 21-day fast, mm-hmm. and it was much easier mm. to just open up the Bible to read. It mm-hmm. was just something just broke mm-hmm. when I did a 21-day fast. And um, it is very important because, you know, when the flesh, when, when our flesh man, we, because it, it battles against, you know, right. our, you know, the spirit man, and the flesh wants to have its way. Mm-hmm. It wants to have uh, that whole... Um, 12 don't box a dozen of donuts, you know, all 12 donuts, <laughs> yeah. you know, not just one, but it's just once, you know, one, but we have to, um, discipline mm-hmm. and it is a discipline. And it's also good also to have friends yeah. and just to, sometimes you can say, Hey, I'm having a, you know, a little, yeah. you know, a little struggle here or there. Yeah. Keep you accountable. Pray, yeah. Pray yeah. for me a little bit. This is what yeah. I'm doing. Um, you know, for a whole week, I just want to just, um, just spend time with God in prayer and just, and just, just pray for me. You yeah. know, that, I think that's awesome. Yeah. But I think that 2020 was a year for me again, was just to kind of just reflect and just reevaluate my relationship mm. with God mm-hmm. and to get closer. Yeah. And to get closer. There's, he wants that for all of us, honestly. Yes. Yeah. There, he, there is so many things, yeah. like you were saying, distractions. There's, yeah. You can, and I'm, and I know people that are listening. Even they, they can pretty much um, relate. There's so many distractions, right. and if we do not take that time, uh-huh. time is going to take you. Right. You know, and so we have to go for it. We have to go after it, and um, and just be disciplined. And then when it becomes a habit, you know, anything that you do for 21 days, you break a habit. Mm. You know, and so um, um, I, I did when I did the 21 day. Fast, you know, I had before the fast, I was like um, a lot of sweets and donuts. And I mean, it just broke that, <laughs> you know, and, and meats and things like that. But it just broke mm-hmm. like that. You know, when you go inside a grocery store, you know, you hit all the snacks and the sweets. And, <laughs> you know, you're just getting them and you just put them in the cart, you know, in the cart and things mm-hmm. like that. And I remember I went in a few days ago and I just saw all the sweets and things like that. And I was like, oh, hmm. And I just walked past it and I just kept right. going. And then I might say, hey, I'll just, you know, have a treat for myself. And I saw yeah. I just bring it home and then I hide right. it from, then I hide it from my husband because he'll try to eat it up, you know. <laughs> Men love I, sweets. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I, God is just amazing. Yeah. He, and I'm excited for what's happening yeah. because he is waking the church up. Well, yeah. 
he's waking the church yeah. up, you know, and uh, there's some that are still asleep. Right. And whatever it takes, I pray for the church. Right. You know, um, I remember back in uh, 2000, no, well, I say 1987, uh, 88, 89, uh, when I came to the Lord. And that was a very long time ago. I'm telling my age. But I still, but I still <laughs> you look good, boy. girl. <laughs> <laughs> but back in that time when I was out there, yeah. you know, you, I'm sure you have a testimony. People that are listening mm -hmm. have a testimony. Mm -hmm. I don't look like what I He's doing what I've been through Amen. and all those things. And you don't and other people that are listening. But mm -hmm. I just thank God for it. Yeah. Because sometimes people have like, um, you can tell they had a, a really yeah. rough life. Right. And it just shows on the right. face. It just shows. But I just thank God for what he's done. His grace. Amen. If it wasn't for his grace and mercy, yeah. I don't know where would I be. Right. But I remember at the times when I was out there and I was clubbing and yeah. you know, <laughs> Me uh, too. Just, just having a good time. Multiple men. <laughs> Whoa. And I had multiple men. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, just, you know, all of those things and God just protected. He protected me out there. I remember going to the clubs. Yeah. I remember one um, one particular uh, weekend, my girlfriend and myself, and uh, we, went, we used to hang out and go to the clubs. We met some guys that were like from New Jersey. And we just met them and I went home, packed some clothes. He said, hey, come on with us. Oh, wow. You know, and, you know, <laughs> you know we live here yourself. And we didn't even know them from Adam. Yeah. We said, let's go. Yeah. You know, I packed some clothes up. I think I was maybe about 19 mm -hmm. years old and I just jumped in a car and just left. Yeah. And that could have been the end of my life. Yeah. You know, um, going somewhere with strangers, you don't know right. those things. when. When I wasn't in my right mind, right. God covered and he right. just watched over me. There yeah. was angels, goodness and mercy yeah. was always with me. Yeah. So I just thank God for what he has done. Amen. Prayers of my grandmother mm -hmm. and my mom, you know, mm -hmm. just those things. And um, yeah. But this is a total year for now. And I've actually put into practice since um, uh, the new year. I have lessened my time on social media. Mm, so right. I might, a uh, couple of days, I might just kind of post something to encourage mm -hmm. and see some of my friends and like some of their things. Mm -hmm. But just to pull away from yeah. that and just really like get in there, yeah. get in the presence yeah. of the Lord, get in there, all yeah. the way in there. Yeah. Because God wants all of us. Yeah. He, I mean, our whole, he wants our mind, our soul, our yeah. heart. He wants everything. Yeah. And this is just the hour in the season to come all the way in, mm -hmm. not to be. Uh, lukewarm. You right. said something about the lukewarmness and things like that. Mm -hmm. He wants us on fire. He wants us on fire. Mm -hmm. The lukewarm won't make it in the last days. Yes. The lukewarm won't make it because they're just going to believe whatever they see. They're going to be pulled to comfort. They're going to be pulled to their own desires. They're not going to have self-control. Mm. I mean, this is the time that we have to be set apart. Yes. You know, mm, and yes, he's yes. calling us to be set apart. And it's not going to be the most comfortable time, you know, the, of God purging and refining you. But it's necessary. And if you do not allow God to do it and you don't humbly come before him and let him purify your heart, then... You know, yes. you're not going to make it when the times get rough. You know, you're not going to make it. And I'm not even talking about the end times. I'm just talking about when circumstances get rough. You know, when life gets hard, you're not going to make it if you're not already, yes. you know, solid on the solid rock. Yes. You know, if yes. you're not solid, then you're going to, like, you know, the Bible says you're going to be easily shifted. And, you know, your house will fall apart because you're not on the solid foundation of Christ. Right. Yes. And so um, it's scary to be lukewarm and it's scary to just be someone that goes to church on Sunday and says you're a Christian, but your lifestyle doesn't, 
you know, Line portray up. any holiness. Your lifestyle doesn't portray anything different than the world. You look just like the world. You know, that's a scary place to be. And that's why the Bible says, and you know, God says, be hot or cold. I'd rather have you cold than lukewarm. Yes. Because lukewarm means you're deceived. Lukewarm means that you think you're okay. Mm -hmm. You think you're going to die and go to heaven. You're okay. You got the golden ticket. But really, I don't know you. Ooh, my God. So it's actually scary. At least when you're cold, you can be like, I'm not with God. <laughs> Me and God aren't cool. You know, like, yes, yes. you know, <laughs> you know, at least you're honest about it. And it's obvious your lifestyle is like so. But the lukewarm ones are the ones that think that they're good enough. Mm. They think they're good enough and they're li living a very deceived life. You yes. know, when God calls us to be set apart and to, you know, give him all of our heart to let him refine us, mm. to purify us. Yes. I mean, it's a process. Yes, it is. It's a process, it you know. Is. And so, um, but, you know, everything changed for me. I grew up a, a good Christian girl, very moral home. You know, on paper, everything looked moral. You know, yes. we didn't even have a TV growing up. <laughs> you know, I'm from a big, yeah, I'm from a big family. You know, I have a lot of siblings. I'm the oldest of eight kids. And so, um, but I grew up, you know, a, a very moral home. I'll just say that. We, we couldn't listen to, you know, secular music. You know, we got spanked a lot. You know, like just all of it, you know. Yes. We grew up with everything on paper looked very, you know, mm -hmm. put together. Um but really, it wasn't until maybe about seven, eight years ago when God really, got, you know, he shook me in a time mm. of, you know, when I was at rock bottom, mm. you know, life was, you know, really, you know, I was going through it. I was broken. And he told me, you know, I want you to surrender your life, you know. And I thought, like, you know, people already looked up to me in my faith at that time. So I thought, you know, you know, I'm already someone that's a role model for people, you know, just with my lifestyle and my purity, things like that. But God's like, but I need your heart. Mm. You know, I need your heart. And, you know, we love to say that God has our heart, but does he really? Well, that's good. <laughs> you know, that's if he told you to do something you didn't want to do, would you do it? Or would you just say you didn't hear his voice? So many people say they don't hear from God, and it's really because they don't want to listen. Because they know they're going to have to give up certain things mm -hmm. that they've become accustomed to yes. in order to please God. Yes. And so they would rather just act like they didn't hear God's voice mm -hmm. because then there's no accountability. But right. God knows. God knows. And so um, it was a day that I'll never forget. It was on a Sunday afternoon. I was sitting on my couch. Yes. And I said, you know... Um, he moved me across the country. I knew like there was a reason for it. And I said, what do you want, God? Like, what do you want? You know? And he said, you know, um, I want you to remove any pride. I want you to get on, you know, I want you to surrender your life. So I, I remember dropping to my knees and saying, whatever you want, I'm yours. Wow. Whatever you want, do it. I'm mm. yours. Oh my goodness. And I'm telling you right now, it was almost like a host of angels were singing mm. over my, and I was a good Christian girl. Remember good strict Christian home. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, but it was like a host of angels were singing over me. I could almost hear them audibly say, we've been waiting our whole life for you to make this decision. Oh my and here goodness. I'm like already a good Christian girl. Right. I wasn't living in sin and then God called me out of sin. I was living a moral Christian life. Do you understand? Talk about it. Yes. That's where a lot of people, they stay. They stay, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I don't do bad things. I'm not living in sin. So that's where they stay. Mm -hmm. They have the golden ticket to heaven, and that's where they stay. But God wants so much more from us. And I will tell you, the day that I got on my knees and I really said, whatever you want, I'm yours, and really surrendered my will to him, my time to him, my heart to him, Everything changed from that moment. I was never the same, and I haven't been the same since. Like every year gets better and gets, you know. And it's, it's a difference. Oh, it's oh, a difference, it's, it's and a whole you know other it. life. It's, it's a difference, and you it's know it. It's a whole other life. Yes. yes.
is a whole nother. And I, and I kind of love that, like, it's that part of my testimony is not, you know, I was living, you know, you know, in deep sin and then God called me forth because that's a common thing. I'm talking about I was already a good Christian girl. You Do you understand? Going to church. I was, but everything. I was a good person. Yes. I was pure. You know, I didn't sleep around. I didn't party anymore. I wasn't cussing. I didn't get drunk. You know, like on paper, you know, I didn't. Everything was good. But did God have all of my heart? Mm. I still love Jesus. I still love Jesus. Yes. But there's nothing like when you get on your knees and you say, whatever you want, I'm yours. Yes. When you can say that. And allow him to do whatever he feels like doing in your life, no matter yes, what yes, it looks yes. like. It's you know, it's really that's when the Jesus adventure really starts. That's <laughs> when that. the Jesus adventure Jesus. really starts because you know, after I you know, I've always been super ultra independent. I got yes, this yes. God, you know, I love you, but I got this Jesus. Yes. <laughs> you know, he was like the passenger in the car, you know. But once I I didn't I didn't just give him the wheel. I went in the back seat. Mm. And once I went, Come on now. yeah, once I went to the back seat, sometimes I didn't even know where we were going because I couldn't see. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but like, yes. you know, like that's when like everything, but I'll tell you right now, there's no better life. I have peace mm. that does not make sense. It's like supernatural yes, yes, peace yes. that really does pass all understanding. I have more peace now in my life mm -hmm. with, you know, things that, you know, being stripped for me yes. than I did when I had everything going my way. Now tell me a little bit about because we had coffee yeah. uh, last weekend and it was a nice coffee <laughs> yeah. um, down there in uh, Cary. Yeah. And so you talked about when you were in that garage. Oh. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about that. That's you funny. Uh, okay. So um, uh, the garage. Okay. So that was when... <laughs> So this was uh, maybe about four years ago. Um, at the time, I was a roommate, and I had to move suddenly because uh, the girl was moving, whatever. It was a sudden move, and there was nothing that I could find in the area that was available to, to rent, uh, you know, rent a place, right? And I was saving up to buy a home, so I didn't want to spend too much. So I was trying to just look for a room for rent. The only thing that came up was this place in a, in a part of town I really didn't like, I didn't want to live in, right? And it was supposed to be a renovated garage. So I was thinking, you know, maybe it looks like an apartment or a studio. Yes. Well, I get there and there's no windows and the, it's a garage that's not really, you know, you know, the, this landlord that wasn't, you know, of his right mind, honestly. Yes. <laughs> he had a lot of fights with the tenants, but um, it had no uh, windows in it. And, um, and, kind of that's where God put me for a little while and then um, there was two rooms in this uh, garage and one of them got rented to a young girl with her dog and you just name it on paper that girl just she did it all I mean you just name it I mean you just name it and then it was really like kind of the last straw when she like would bring random guys that she just met online oh. the night before and I could hear them doing things, you know, I won't get graphic, but I could hear them in the other room, like clearly, like, oh my God. and I had to confront her and say like, you just can't do that. Like, you know, and, um, <laughs> but, but God really used me to speak into her life, but it was really draining for me because she had so much baggage and it was so heavy and all the just things that she carried, the demons and, you know, all the stuff that she carried, I would sit there and just listen and sometimes not even speak. And I literally would feel exhausted. I'm like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't even say anything. Why am I so tired? It's just what she carried. She just had so much on her. 
Um, and she just had a, a crazy, you know, life and all these things. So one day out of frustration, I sat down, she was at work and I was, um, this was right before God told me to start blogging. So I sat down and, um, I remember saying out loud, like, God, why do you have me here? Why do you have me on this side of town mm -hmm. with this crazy girl, you know, with this landlord and this garage? Like, why do you have me here? I felt like I was getting the short end of the stick with God. Like, I've been faithful to you. I'm walking in radical obedience. You know, why do you have me here, right? Mm -hmm. And clear as day, he spoke to me and he said, I brought you here for her. Wow. He said, I would move heaven and earth for the one. Don't you ever forget how much I love the one. That I would move heaven and earth. I would die all over just for the one. Yes. And I remember it was such a Holy Spirit revelation. Like, I'll never forget it. It was like I got head to toe body chills, you know. I started crying. Like, the Holy Spirit just, like, it was a deep revelation. And, and it was just like, I've never, you know, in that way, I've never been the same. Like, I look at people like each person, like how important they are, you know. And I think part of the reason why God wanted to, first he wanted to show me how much he loves the lost. Yes. I mean, this girl, you just name it, she did it. She wasn't even kind of <laughs> living right, you know. Like she yes. just, you just name it, she yes. did it, right. I mean, she would get drunk all the time at the house. I mean, you just name it. And um, God moved me, like trusted me enough to move me into this place to minister to this girl. Yes. Because that's how much he loved her. Mm, like, that is so powerful. He put my needs and yes. my desires to the side. Yes. He's like, you got yes. this, <laughs> you know? And um, all for this one girl. Like, he really, like, wanted to show me how much he loves the one, the lost one. You know, like the Bible says, he'll leave the 99 for the one lost sheep. And he will do that. Yeah. Yes. And um, she was really drawn to me because of my faith, like how I didn't do any of the things that she did, but I... So you were that light there. I and was a light in the darkness. Were, yes. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you know, I've, I've heard stories where people try to, um, you know, try for an apartment or yeah. a, a get a credit approved for yeah. this and it failed because mm -hmm. God didn't want that person in that place. Right. Because you know, we're, we're the salt of the earth. So yeah. God has us in the neighborhood that we're in yeah. for that season or that time. Right. And sometimes we have to really pay attention to that. But that was very yeah. powerful because God says, all souls are mine. Yes, amen. And he loves them. Yeah, he, he loves, loves the them. lost. He yes. really loves because the lost. Because you know, how are they going to know that God yeah. exists? Yeah. God and us. We are the de we yeah. are the demonstration. Right. I was the only Jesus that she might have ever yes. really encountered. Exactly. You know, her mom was a stripper. I mean, she has her own like just password. Yeah. You know, she would just be with one night stands all the time. You know, just flip mm -hmm. flippantly. You know, yes. and um, you know, she just carried unrest with her. You know, she had no peace. Yeah. In fact, peace. When someone is living in emotional chaos, peace actually irritates their demons. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. So if somebody comes in and they're peaceful, like it irritates them. They, oh, yes. they kind of yes. react to that, right? Oh, yes. okay. So she would react to any quietness or any peace, or, you know, like <laughs> she, so it just was a, a, it was a challenge for me. You know, I had to really just kind of get my word and just like, you know, but God had me there for that season. And, um, what did she say to you? She, I think when you were moving or something, or she said something positive about you or something. I remember. You yeah. She, me. I think she said like, she'll never forget and thank you or, you know, something like that. And she even tried to reach out to me like later on and stuff like that. But, you know, I have to be careful with, you know, being too you know, involved, you know, like, you know, yeah. um, 
because one time I went downtown with her because I was trying to be, you know, show her love and stuff. And it was just a worldly environment. And I don't think I maybe should have put myself in it, but I was trying to show her love. So, you know, we have to have, I didn't have the discernment I have now, you know, like I kind of just was like, oh, I want to show her love. And, mm -hmm. you know, so you do have to kind of be careful with, you know, living in the world with the lost and, and being one with them, you know yes. what I'm saying? But, but but also being, because I believe in divine appointments. Yeah. And I believe that was a divine appointment. Oh, it was definitely. For you to be in that garage oh, without yeah. no window. Without and you said doubt. something about the landlord. Oh, you know? he was crazy. Cray. Yes. Yeah. And so you were there. <laughs> and, I, and I have a friend too, and I know you. No, he got called. Like every single tenant has called the cops on him. Like, I don't know. Oh my <laughs> like goodness. every single one. Wow. Even like the senior citizens were called. Oh my goodness. goodness. And I have a friend also. Because he would just come in your room. He wouldn't uh, even tell you. Uh, he would just come. I'm the landlord, knock on your door and come in your room. Oh, yeah. He would just take your stuff. Your stuff would be missing. Oh, oh yeah. that sounds just like a friend of mine. <laughs> uh, that happened to oh, us. Like... Her name is Cynthia, and I know she would mind yeah. me sharing. But yeah. God told her to move from, I think it was Florida okay. or whatever. And we had one of our worship um, gatherings. This was about maybe uh, a year and a half ago. Yeah. We had we would have these worship gatherings and called the Conclave in Cary. And uh, we one day we just, my husband and myself, um, uh, decide to have one and just people just come in we just put the word out there and people yeah. just come we have worship and prayer and all that stuff and um we actually put it on social media and uh she had inboxed me and she was like that was some real worship <laughs> and she said I'm, and she said god is telling me to come to raleigh oh wow and i saw your video and i don't know i've heard worship before but i haven't heard worship like that in a long time and i know it's real she says, well, I want to come. But anyway, she came to Raleigh, and she want, God blew her here by the blue Spirit. Here. Yes, the Holy <laughs> Spirit blew her here. Yeah. And uh, she winded up at a, a nice home in a nice neighborhood with this old man that was um, renting out like a room in his home. Yeah. And he would do the same thing. He would just move her things around and all these things. And But he was like an older man, and I think he was um, he was a different uh, religion or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, But she was there for that man, you know? Right. And you say that God, it was, I mean, how, did she, how you know, it's just not by coincidence. Oh, that was a coincidence. Yeah, so yeah. God has us there. Why? Why am I on this job that I'm on? Yeah, yeah. Right now, I don't want to be there. Yeah. But it's for someone that's there. Right. You know. And the thing is, when you are really living, like I said, when you get to that point where you surrender your life to God, mm -hmm. then nothing's a coincidence. You yes, know, yes. because you gave him your life. Mm -hmm. So he yes. is the potter at that point, And he is doing what he wills in your life. Yes. I mean, if you're sensitive to his voice, and your heart's right and yes. you're you know you like for me I daily just repent of any pride any way in me any selfish motive any way in me that doesn't please him even things that maybe you know like you don't even think you did anything that day right yes, you're not, yes. it's not like you know you feel convicted or guilty for something you just for me I just want to keep my heart pure so like it doesn't matter if I was in my house all day like I just want to keep my heart pure so every day I try to just keep my heart pure by you know yeah. repenting just of anything that might an attitude I had yes. carrying any offense in my heart if someone you know hurt my feelings or yes. you know offended me you know just yes. there's just things that kind of can attach to our hearts and if we don't keep it in check over time it becomes resentment or bitterness or we act a certain way and it's not pleasing to God so it's good to keep our heart in check daily daily I, I like that. not because you know we did something bad and we feel guilty and now we got to go repent yes. I'm talking about a daily humbling keeping yes, your heart yes. repentant just keeping your heart pure and right before him and um and staying humble like when you repent it keeps you humble yes 
You know, because you're, you're constantly saying, I know I'm in need of a savior. Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect and I'm right. in need of a savior, right? Yes. Not a, I got this, you know? And so, um, yes. it, and, and that's, that's what really it is. You're, you're right. You're right. I, I love that, that you said that because I think that 2021 is not a, a time to examine other people. Right. It's to, you know, it's examine to ourselves. It's examine ourselves to extract any idols. Yeah. And we have to ask the Holy Spirit, what's there? Right. What is there? Because sometimes we think, oh, we got it. No, you know, you just repented of this and, you right. know, whatever. But there are some things that he will remind you of right. just out of the blue. And right. I remember saying a prayer. I was like, Lord, remove from my heart. I want to be rapture ready. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be rapture ready. I don't want nothing, um, you know, holding me back from um, the rapture because um, last year when we saw in a lot of these cities mm -hmm. with the burning and all this and these things that was nothing but a little uh, a little uh, what you call it it's just like a little um, flash or a little um, mm -hmm. give, give it to me what is this sweetheart uh, rehearsal good that was nothing but a rehearsal it's <laughs> <laughs> all compelling thank you. yeah that was that was a rehearsal of what is to come right. when a preview a preview mm -hmm. uh, to what is to come mm -hmm. if you are left behind. Right. Here. And I believe that Jesus is coming. He's coming soon. And I, I mean, 20 years ago, people have been saying it. People have been saying it. Yeah, they always say it's end times. Yes, yes. <laughs> Guess what? Even if I'm God, sure in the Depression, they thought that was end times. And yes. you're eating mud pies. You know? <laughs> people were saying that that was end times. I mean, we're not that bad. We're not eating mud pies right now. So. And even, yeah. you know, when I started out, when I was, um, you know, teenager, like uh, 18, 19 years old, when I yeah. got, you know, gave my life to Christ and, um, the born again experience and being filled with the Holy Spirit and those, and those things, um, you know, they were talking about Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, you know, get your heart right and all this and yeah. everything. And, you know, he's coming soon. Yeah. And uh, we don't know the day or the hour. Nobody knows, but just be ready. Even if you yeah. delay his coming for soon could be 20 more years. Yeah. We don't know, but yeah. we just want to be ready. And, uh, yeah. and go ahead. And for me, I, I don't want to focus on like, um, you know, heaven. Some, sometimes people like, Christians in order to feel like they can cope with this world, mm -hmm. you know, they all they dwell on is the future like heaven and like yes, you, yes. you know, get, getting out of here, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Look, they want to yeah. get out. Of here. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but when they but when we're so focused on that that we just ignore what's in front of us. Yeah. Do you understand? And God wants us to be his mouthpiece right now to minister, to reach out to the lost. There's a lost and dying oh, yes, world yes. that doesn't have the hope that we have, but if we're so kingdom minded, if we're so, you know, future minded, heavenly minded, heavenly no minded right, yes, or no yes. earthly good, right? So for me, I don't focus too much, honestly, I don't even dream or think about too much about heaven because I already know that I got that, like that's already going to happen. It's not something I'm not sure of, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like every day I, I pray for divine appointments, like Lord, I'll, yes. I pray for divine appointments every day, mm -hmm. you know, every morning I wake up and I pray for divine appointments. And I don't know what it's going to look like. But somebody you know, is coming across yeah. your path when you pray that. Right. I've done the same thing. Right. Let me, God, I want to talk to the person whose heart is ready to receive you mm. or just, or just be that light yeah. to that person or be, you know, put the smile on that person's yeah. face. And, um, uh, the other day I was at work and um, a man that was 102 years old came into the lab. Hmm. 102. Wow. When I looked at his, you know, a lot of times when they come in, we have to, um, you know, verify the date of birth. When yeah. I saw 20, 19, you know, 1920, wow. I said. So he was actually around the depression. depression. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And, and his, um, his mother, uh, not his mother, but his uh, daughter came yeah. in with her and she's 
um, 78, 79. Yeah. And so she was like, yeah, that's my dad. And she said, and he lives by himself. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's probably why he's still alive. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's just, you know, and I looked at it, I said, wow, that's just the grace of yeah. God right yeah. there, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm just... I'm just so happy right now. I'm full of joy because I know that um, God is up to something. Amen. And uh, we, I feel boldness. I feel yeah. like, um, like I'm a lion. Amen. I just feel, I too. <laughs> I just feel something has awakened. Something happened last yeah. year. And I know it happened in the lives of a lot of God's people. Right. And don't let that go back to sleep. If yeah. you have been lit and caught on fire, don't let nobody put that fire out. You stay lit and on fire for God. Amen. For Jesus. Right. Stay lit. Be that testimony, that walking testimony. You don't have to walk, um, you know, it, you know, around the job or places and show the <laughs> Bible. You know, we are the walking Bible. We right. are that. And so people we need to feel, reflect Jesus. Yes, right. we reflect it and, and they know it. Right. You know, I work in an office and there's a lot of, um, you know, Jewish there and, um, beautiful just just we're just in there we're just you know good people yeah. you know and uh, you know I did have some things that were going on when I had some money but that was close like close to me and God yeah. did some things with that yeah but um but I, I knew that it was like an attack but God fixed it because he said you know if, if I let him arise in my life he will scatter Amen. any enemy or anybody Amen. that is out to do you no good yeah he fights our, ba our fights. battles yeah. so when we let God arise in our life I was like, okay what does that mean yeah. arise yeah. let God arise it's let right. him be seen yeah let him be known yeah you know they see right. the light and the opportunity sometimes if someone says something you can interject some you can inject some things right. um you know you can just say something and just kind of get that opportunity to get it in there before the person you know goes away right. but I'm just very excited I am just so glad that um that I uh, <laughs> met you me too and um we, this um, is a divine appointment. Yes, it is. This is a divine appointment. And um, you are a beautiful soul. Oh, You're a beautiful you. soul. And um, my so first thought when I saw you, I think I, um, at the Estro Rise um, intercessory uh -huh. prayer, that's uh -huh. the first time I saw you and you were sitting up on the front row. I think I was like right behind you. And, uh, you know, they had the intercessors and we all were taking, you know, you know turns praying and stuff. And I think I, I remember seeing you then. And then uh, so a lot of times when... Um, you know, we can be so busy, and, and especially in church, because I've been in the, the ministry for like um, 20 something years, mm -hmm. and um, people will, um, you know, service is over, you go home, and people get in their car and they leave because they don't want to have, they don't want to have nothing to do with people or, oh, uh, you know, opposite of me. Any, you, know, you don't want no trust <laughs> or things yeah. like that. But God wants us to get to yeah. know our brethren yeah, yeah. and our sisters. I'm the opposite, I'm an extrovert. So, yes. yes. <laughs> Don't let time pass by where we're not connecting with one another and just and just really, really getting to know the person. Know the person. I've, I've been in ministry for a long time, and there were times where I didn't really know the people that I was singing with. I didn't mm. know the people that I sat down um, in church with uh, for years. I really didn't know who they were right. other than just ministry and church mm -hmm. and so i think this is a year for just you know as things lift um you know the mandates and things like that is to really really have coffee time have dinner uh my husband and myself we we bring couples over to our home or just we have little gatherings here and there and we just i mean we had one two weeks ago and then um uh, two weeks before that we just had some friends to come over and just have yeah. a, a, you know um people of God over and just, just fellowship. And it just, it just feels so good. It feels so great. So 
Um, but I just, this is the year of um, just fellowshipping and just really getting to know each other mm -hmm. and just loving one another yeah. out of a pure heart. Yeah. No attachment, no, no emotives, nothing. Just, mm -hmm. hey, I just want to know the God in you. I want to know you, mm -hmm. you know, and just... And just be comfortable and just love each other. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the one good thing though, um, when everything first went down, you know, with COVID and everything, um, you know, so many people saw it as a setback. But I felt like God was showing me, like, for you, it's going to be a setup. You know, and yes, there's yes, many yes, believers yes. that it, it's been a setup because that's when my yes. podcast was started. Mm -hmm. And the isolation actually was a good thing because it made me press in even more. Mm -hmm. It was just me and Jesus. That's all there was. You know, I didn't even have church to go to. Right. So in a way, this isolation, if you use it to your advantage, right, mm -hmm. can actually yes. be a good thing because... It's removing all these distractions that were keeping you from intimacy with Jesus. So in a way that this, you know, isolation season, yes, we miss people. We miss going out, yes, things yes. like that. And I'm not saying to completely cut that off, but there's <laughs> less distractions now because there's less things that we can do, yes. right? So take advantage of that time to draw in close to Jesus and to strengthen a relationship yes. with him because... You know, this is actually a very valuable time um, to treasure is to have all this quiet time with Jesus, you know, because normal life doesn't offer that. You know, there's always something to do. Right. I mean, I was someone that, you know, I couldn't stay home. I had to do this, do that, do this. So it forced me to stay still. And that can be a good thing as well, because even though he wants to connect to people. Yes. He wants our hearts so bad. He wants our attention and our time. And um, he told me one time, um, this was a few years ago, but he told me one time, you know, you're too busy. I'm always speaking, but you don't hear me because you're too busy. You know, he told me that. So, you know, if God's telling me I'm too busy, that's what he's saying sometimes. He's telling people, like, even if it's ministry, even if it's kingdom business, even if you're doing things for good, sometimes I'd rather have you put that down because I'm the best thing. Yes. Right? That might be a good thing, but I'm the better thing. Right? Yeah. And there's nothing better than that intimacy with him. I don't care how good of a work it is. Right? Yes. And so I think he's really calling us to that in this time. And I'm not saying to not. I mean, I go to church now on Sunday. It's in person. but um, And it's really life-giving to me. Mm -hmm. But I love that I have that. You know, there's less distractions and I have that time yes. to really get to know Jesus on a personal level. And that's yes. what he wants from yes. us. Yes. And yeah. let's, let us pray, and yes. then um, we're going to pray for those that are listening. Mm -hmm. And if you feel the Lord to pray for okay. after me, and I will just, just go in. Father, we just thank yes. you, Lord, for those that are listening right now. Yes. We thank you, Lord, that you're doing an awesome work mm. in the lives of people. You said yes, that Jesus. the harvest is plenteous and the laborers are few. Mm. And we thank you, God, right now for raising up, God, your people to go into the harvest and, yes. and, get, and win those souls for you, Lord. We just thank you, God, that we are lights shining in darkness mm. in this hour. Yeah. And we just pray, God, that you will, you said, if you draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. Mm. God, give us a desire and those that are listening and God, uh, uh, and just pull us even more into your presence and just yes. give us a deep desire, God, just to come aside with you, God, to be totally lit for you and just um, not be ashamed of the gospel mm, yes. of Jesus Christ because we know that it is the power of God unto salvation. Yes. And God, I just thank you, God, that you're doing a mighty work 
you're doing a mighty work, God, in the lives of your people. Yes. And we thank you, God, for souls being saved. Mm. We thank you yes. for the harvest, Lord. We thank you that you're pouring out your spirit in this mm. hour yes. upon all flesh. Mm -hmm. And we thank you, dear God, that um, you said that they that know my voice, God, they know, you know, the shepherd knows the voice. We know his, you know, the sheep knows the shepherd's voice. Mm. And God, open up our ears, God, oh, to Jesus. even hear your voice even more. Sharpen mm. our discernment, Lord, as we read and study your word and increase our prayer life as yes. never were before. And God, we just yield unto you, God. We just pray, God, for a yielding to take place. And we're just so excited, God. I'm excited for what mm. you're about to do. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Lord, I just pray that every listener, Lord God, um, would just be feel alive from this message, Lord, that you would speak to each heart individually, Lord, exactly what they need to hear, Lord. I pray that you would captivate hearts, you would captivate minds, yes, Lord yes, God, yes, you would yes. captivate thoughts, that you yes, would just make Lord. yourself real to every single yes, listener Lord. right now, Lord God, Thank that you, God. you would be their all in all and that you would yes. meet their every need and their desire, Lord God, that you would just make yourself real and yes, known Lord. to them, Lord Thank God. You, it would be an undeniable encounter with you, Lord God. Yes, it would be yes, Lord, unforgettable, Lord God, that you would you. just make yourself so real, Lord God, yes. that you would draw your people in close to you, that we would desire you above all, Lord God. Give us the hope and the clarity and um, the healing that we need in this time, Lord God, with everything that's going on in our world, Lord God. Thank I just you, pray Lord. that you would just heal hearts, yes, that you yes. would break off any discouragement yes, or you, um, confusion, any any fear would be broken Jesus, off in the name right of Jesus. We Any fear you, broken right now, off God. in the name of Jesus, Lord you, God. Right that you would come in with yes, your supernatural Jesus. peace, Lord yes, God. Father, and that you, you would Lord, touch right your now. people, Lord God. Yes, and you would meet every single need yes, and, and give them a new found yes, hope in you, Lord God. In you. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Crystal and I. You know, Jesus wants us to cut out the middleman. He wants us to pay attention to the one that's out there, the lost souls, and to listen and obey his voice. Be encouraged, friends. Talk to you soon. Make sure to sign up to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. Make sure you subscribe to Lens of Faith Podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. <music>